How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. As always, it is your host, Reagan Harrell, joined alongside Mr. Manny Burroughs. And we're getting this one out a little bit later than usual. Tuesday night, we've been busy. Oh, see, a semester just started. Been uh, been, been getting right. Uh, had a lot, lot of cool stuff. Uh, media days for uh, Sun Conference softball. That's going to be coming out really soon. We got to do that with uh, NAISB. Uh, that was re- really fun. Uh, you know, shout out uh, Mary, Dustin, all the SIDs in the conference uh, helping uh, get that set up. That was a lot of fun. We got that taken care of, and we've done the uh, – we did the same thing with Heart of America. They got a few more teams, but a lot of fun. But, Manny, we're here to talk a little bit about Sun Conference basketball. Obviously, four teams on the men's side, four, excuse me, four games on the men's side, four games on the women's side. Manny, uh, instead of just going through all, all late uh, – I think we just kind of kind of go the big storylines from this weekend, and we have to start on the women. Let's start on the women's side. Uh, we can talk more about the men's side later, but on the women's side, my big one was Southeastern. The way they beat Weber, man, they looked fantastic. Weber obviously looked really good uh, in their midweek game last week against Coastal Georgia. Thought they'd be back. Thought they were ready for this test. Maybe, uh, however, Southeastern looked phenomenal against the Warriors in Lakeland. They really did. You know, I think this is probably Southeastern's best offensive night, I would say. I don't know. For me personally, I feel like it, it just seemed different. They seemed to be really humming on all cylinders. You know, Becky Heledij, she had 15 points, seven assists, three rebounds, two blocks, two steals, just filling out the stat sheets. Cassidy Jones, 14 points. Kiki Burstman, 13 points. It felt just like a good Southeastern game for them. Um, I do think it was big for them in the sense of they have a big matchup, which we'll get into tomorrow again against the the Bobcats so obviously to have a good win like this under your belt against a team that while you were the favorites against you still want to go out and have a very good performance work on those sets work on the execution side of it and I think they did so I'm very excited to see where they go moving forward now that they're two and one and second in the conference yeah it wasn't just that they won I think it was how they won uh you, you know you expect what uh, assuming you expect Southeastern to go in and win this game against Weber. However, if this would have been a, you know, 80 to 78 or even 75, 72 kind of game, I, I think we look at it a little bit different differently. But Southeastern, they're a defensively sound team. They're going to beat you defensively. And they did that against Weber. They held, uh, you know, we, we We'll get into this in a second, but they held one of the best backcourts in the, the the Sun Conference uh, to one of their worst performances uh, they've had. Their worst performance they've had with all three, uh, with both of them on the court with Pacheco and Burgess. Uh, you you hold that duo to less than thirty points, man. You're you're going to have good things come your way. Big time, you know, Pacheco, I think she only had nine points. That's just uncharacteristic of her. But again, that's more, I think, defense than, than it is Pacheco having the an off night because I've heard around the conference and a lot of people agree this is probably the best defense of South, the best defense Southeastern has had in a very long time. Yeah, I'll tease it there. We were, we kind of talked about what, what we do best duo uh, in the, in the conference. I think that just in talking with Manny, it got a little boring because if you look at just duo, like just duo wise, it's hard to look past Weber on the men's and the women's side. But but instead today, what we're going to do, uh, we'll do this in between the recap and in the preview. So here in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about 
they take the court, best player from your men's team, best player for your women's team, who would take home that tournament, which I think would be a very fun thing. Obviously, it's the logistics there probably keep that from happening, but it would be really fun to see all eight Sun Conference teams say, all right, here's our best uh, men's players, our best uh, women's player, have at it. But, Manny, uh, one more thing with women's basketball. Uh, big matchup was Kaiser against Ave Maria. You know, St. Thomas took care of business against Warner uh, to take that top spot, but the team that's going to be nipping – their hills along with southeastern of course uh it, it does seem like it, w- it will be kaiser what a win-, win for them and you know maria coleman she is definitely going to uh be up there for player of the year casey humphrey i mean welcome back casey humphrey and um great or i'm sorry not welcome back but uh a great performance from uh, behind the three-point line 21 and 17 i got Casey confused for a second. My apologies there. But they, Alvin Maria did good, but it doesn't matter. Kaiser is a phenomenal offensive team. Manny, what did you see from the Seahawks? Uh, looking at this game live and even in the stats, nothing really bounced out at me or stood out at me, I should say. Other than it came down to a good old-fashioned free-throw contest. I mean, the fact that the Jairines fouled 28 times is something that I'm sure they're not happy about. And you couple that with the fact that the Seahawks were just – really knocked down from the free throw line. Like that's really what it came down to. I feel like when you are able to shoot significantly more free throws than your opponent and you make them at a higher clip, it's just going to be something that is a recipe for success. It's that simple. 25 for 34 for the Seahawks. Meanwhile, the Jairines only have 15 attempts and you only get five of them to fall. It's just not going to work out when the, the final buzzer sounds. So I think it came down to that. At the end of the day, I'm not saying the Jairines were not playing de- defensive, uh, didn't have discipline on on the defensive end. I know they do. I know they are a very good defensive team. Sometimes some of these fouls are just unfortunate, but at the end of the day, that could be the difference between playoff game going your way and not. So I'm sure this is a game the Jairines want back, but got to credit the Seahawks for taking advantage when you got put on that charity stripe. Yeah, and moving forward, Fire Memorial – Coastal Georgia. Coastal gets their first win in conference. Far Memorial struggles continue. Uh, very interesting here. Don't know reason for it, but only six players for Far Memorial saw action. Don't see that often, Manny. Yeah, you really don't. And and it's really that's the biggest storyline. The fact that Florida Memorial just seems undermanned. You know, uh, you credit Coastal. They still have to go out and win that game. You know, Florida Memorial wasn't necessarily going to hand it to you, but. I think this is definitely more of a situation where the Florida Memorial Lions just aren't at 100 percent for whatever that reason is, and hopefully they do get more people, more players back. They are able to have a, a more a deeper bench, pretty much because you know 0 and 3 right now in conference, and and it, I don't know if it's really going to turn around anytime soon because right now no team in the conference is going to give you a free win. No team is going to let you have a free night. Every game is going to be matter. Every game is going to be important, and we saw that in this one. Yeah, I'm transitioning over to the men's side this past weekend. Business as usual. You have three absolute heart attack games and one that's a great game for about 30 minutes and one team just pulling away. Manny, I guess we'll start there. It was obviously the matchup of the weekend. Kaiser against Ave Maria. Ave Maria does what they need to do. And look, if you're not going – uh, if your goal is not to score at minimum 90 points, you know, you could hope for Abe to have a off night, but even in their off night, dude, they're not going to score less than 85, maybe points. They don't do that against Kaiser, uh, 95 points for the Jairines. Manny, this is obviously I've been, this is, you know, year two and a half in, I knew Sun Conference basketball, uh, before we started Suncast, uh, two springs ago. This is the best offense I've seen uh, by far. It's not even close. And one of the best um, offenses maybe in Sun Conference history when it's all said and done. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm officially on the driving bus for championship aspirations. I, we were obviously there, but I, like I said before, you know, I wanted to see what would happen on the off night. But it, it, like you said, I think their off night is still 85, maybe yeah. 90 points. So it's like, can I really bet against that? No. I was just really impressed. Like I'm physically don't know what to say because you look at this team and you would say, well, they can't do this consistently, but they are like the obvious, the obvious effect is a thing. Like, I think we should trademark that because that's, that, that's gotta be a thing. You're going to have a great offensive night against them. To be fair yeah. though, I think they had a very good defensive night holding the Seahawks to 80 points, holding them to just under 40% shooting from the field. That's not an easy thing to do against the Seahawks team. We've seen them be at their absolute best. They're able to get to 90 easily. So I'm very impressed by that. You know, miles McCourt, 23 points, nine, of 16 shooting five of eight from the three-point line he had a very very solid game michael clankis double double performance with 10 and 11 so i'm i'm here for it i think the gyrenes are the team to beat in the conference like i'm i'm i have completely gone from i don't want to jump in two yet to no, no no i'm at the front of the bus and i you know what call me the bus driver at this point yeah you know we said kaiser's really not was like only shot but they're gonna win this game they're gonna have to out rebound ave maria and ave out re out rebounded them by 748 41. And what makes him so dangerous is look, you, you look at Miles Moncacourt. He's a guy that's been around in the Sun Conference. And uh, Nick Filchner, how many nights is he going to go one from eight for the field, over five for a three? Not many. Okay, fine. Miles, go in there and give us 23 and seven. Uh, Michael, 10 and 11. They're the most complete team in this conference. It's not even close. We could we, we can do this whole. Who, if you give your two best players all that, we'll, we, we'll do that little fun discussion just to fill some time here in a minute. But this is the best team in the Sun Conference. And I, yeah, I'm right there with you. I put my stamp of approval. It's the best team in the conference now. Will they be the best team in the conference when we get to the first couple weekends in March? That's a whole nother conversation that will, will be had then. But as of right now, this is the team to beat in the Sun Conference, period. Just a little note to, to really show you how deep this team is. So we mentioned Miles, you mentioned Michael, we mentioned Nick's off night, Jack Watkins, Jonathan Efforts, and Nor Noreen Leslie. They combined for 40 points. Those three players. That is the same number of points that the Seahawks put up in each perspective half. So you're telling me that three players in their own right were able to score as many points as the opponent? That just shows what we're talking about when we say the depth offensively of this team is ridiculous. And like you said, some history-making offense right now in front of our very eyes. Yeah, moving on. Uh, any other thoughts on that game before we move on? <sighs> nah, nothing really. All right, moving on. Uh, Southeastern 74, Weber 70. Weber one step forward and one step right back after a good win against Coastal Georgia. Manny, this is one, even though it's a road conference game, which are always hard to win, this is not one uh, I expected Weber to drop. But when you go eight for 31 from behind the arc and you're a three-point shooting team, that that's going to happen. And I really call this like a two-half game. Like the first half seemed kind of – uncharacteristic for both teams you know kind of a lower scoring lower pace type of game but that second half really exploded yeah biggest thing though the explosion came more from the fire you know they shoot 46 percent from the field and 40 percent from the three four players in double figure scoring one more than weber had with three and i'm also seeing a little bit of a trend here for the fire you know before they played ave they were kind of looking for that offense they they couldn't really find it you know I, it was there they just couldn't really put it together but since that game against the gyrenes they have really 
they haven't scored less than 74 points in these three conference games. And that's been a big thing for them. You know, Makai Vessel, 23 points, a 50% shooting night, 10 of 20 from the field, three of six from the three point line, 11 rebounds. He's had a really, really good season. You know, somebody, definitely somebody we're going to talk about in a minute here, but I think this, this fire team, they're really coming together offensively. And, and, I, and I like the direction that they're heading in, you know, about the midway point or a quarter of the way through conference here. Yeah, it's still a dangerous team that has postseason experience and sure Velasquez, Mesador. Again, it's one of those teams that you I think they're a team that's gonna be really scary when it comes around tournament time. And you know, they'll probably be around you know, that five, six seed, maybe get the four seed if they continue to progress. But Makai Vassal, I mean, he's a He's their weapon, and you know we we saw what this offense could do around a star. They're going to need him to be big. Um, I think they have excellent. I don't call uh, I don't call Mesador, Velasquez, or Shore role players by any stretch of the imagination. But if they go in and do their job, and Makai can continue to give you twenty three and eleven night in and night out. Now is that sustainable? We'll see. But. Uh, if he's able to, you know, get that 20 and 10 range, you got to like Southeastern's chances because you know they're going to play coach defense with Coach Lee. Absolutely. You know, again, we are going to hit the halfway point of conference this this Wednesday, obviously, with everybody getting their fourth game. And that's really where you're going to start seeing some of these teams, you know, separate themselves. In retrospect, the conference is very tight. So when I say separate themselves, I definitely mean more in the style of play, maybe not in the record department. But Southeastern is one of those teams that, like you said earlier in the season, you know, they had a little bit of some struggles, but you can't bet against them because I promise you they're going to figure it out and they're going to get the ship right all the way into playoffs. Well, seeing a team that has not pulled away in any game, they played every game close. It's the Cardiac Cat, St. Thomas 62. They take down Warner 60. Whew, Manny, uh, is every game just going to be like this for the Bobcats this year? I think so. I really do. I mean, it, it's it's weird. I, I really don't know how to put my finger on it. You know, it's a gritty win. It was a much needed win. Like, I don't think yeah. could have put more of an astro, more of a of an emphasis on that. But even still, it's like I, I wasn't. I don't know if happy is the right word. I, it's just weird. I don't know the right terminology to use for this win because you, you go out on the road, you finish the job, you get your first conference win. You know, Josh Taylor has his first double double of the season, 14 points, 12 rebounds, one assist also. You know, Jordan Hernandez kind of gets out of that slump. He has a 15.8 rebound performance. Daniel Girl back-to-back double-digit performances now with 15 and 5. And I'm still like... Ah, d- it wasn't reassuring. I think that's the best way I can put it. I no, it's not reassuring. It's, it's not even close to re- reassuring. If I'm a St. Thomas fan, you won by two points against a Warner team who you on paper should dominate. You have Blaze Darling not even putting up a three-point attempt. They go 11 from 16 from the line. You out-rebound Warner by 20 rebounds. You only beat him by two points. No, I mean, I don't. obviously a win is better than a loss, but I'm not feeling any better if I'm a St. Thomas basketball fan after that game. I do think it's a ugly win, and those are part of a season for sure. But like you mentioned, we've kind of had too many ugly games. Yeah, I need to see a, I need to yeah. see a St. Thomas wire to wire blowout, dominating whatever you want to say. But it needs to be a Bobcat victory without a shot of a doubt. Can that happen this week? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a really, really tough, t- tough ass for this team because I think they might have the hardest week coming up right now. Yeah, and that's the scary part for St. Thomas is you do have the teeth of that schedule coming up now. But m- moving forward, we'll talk about the, the, uh, that game uh, a little bit l- later on. Florida Memorial 77 against Coastal Georgia 74. Another thriller. Hey, Miami Garden uh, teams, what's up with y'all? Y'all getting the heart rates all the way up for, for your fans uh, this year. 
the game, this game for me, I had two storylines out of it. Um, number one, I'm a coastal Georgia fan now. Like I'm, I'm, oh, here, awesome. I'm here for them. I'm here for them. They are, they are just fun to watch. Like they're yeah. a team that maybe you're not going to overlook for talent or whatever, but I promise you, whether it's at home or on the road, they're going to go out and compete. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If the Florida Memorial Lions do not shoot fifth, uh, do not double their first half points from 25 to 52 in that second half, they lose this game. Like they needed to shoot the ball unbelievable to win this game against Coastal because Coastal played better than them. I think they yeah. did play better than them. Just Florida Memorial had the talent to overcome it, but don't get it twisted. Coastal had this game. It it was more of Florida Memorial taking it than Coastal kind of letting it fall through their hands. I'll say that. The thing about Coastal, a veteran coach, they're led by veterans. We know what kind of defending they have, especially with, with Wilson, big double O there. He can you know, take out one of your best players. But, I mean, shout out Florida Memorial. Latavius Mitchell, 16 and 7, 7 from 11 from the field. Uh, you have a really good d duo in Busby and Uadile. Uh, They combined for 29 uh, total premise split up even 15 and 14. But, yeah, a, a big part of this game was Florida Memorial was just more physical. They're better in the paint. They're better down low. That was obviously where the game was won. They outscored them 48-34 there. I would also say the second storyline I have from this, I think Florida Memorial is having the reputation now of a second half team because literally sure. in all three of their games in conference, you are seeing them have a better second half. And that's not a bad thing, but it's just that the first half is not that good to where you can be like, okay, we got through it. We survived the first half. Now this is where we're better. It's more of a situation of you're kind of banking on that second half and that's just not going to work. So I definitely need, you know, kind of like the Bobcats, I need to see a full 40 minutes to really be a little bit more more confident is the word in their abilities down the stretch because we know the talent's there we know the, the coaching staff we know the whole thing's there just got it 40 40 minutes i'm not talking about 39 i'm talking about 38 40 minutes is what you're going to need to win these conference games there's going to be 228 points scored in the florida memorial ave maria game we'll talk about <laughs> that one here in just a minute manny let's uh take a little break and let's have a little fun manny let's say we're going out to the blacktop we got eight sun conference teams uh men's and women's out there you can pick your Best players, but they are from the same team. Who are you picking and why? So do you want to do this team by team or you want to go all, all the way through here? What do you want to like rank them? Eight through you know what one? I'm saying like we, you want to do St. Thomas, our picks, and then go Weber, or do you want to do that? I give you all mine and then we go from there. Like how do you how do you want to how do you want to order this out? Mm, I still have an idea. Let's think uh huh. Oh, we could do a bracket. A bracket would be sick. <laughs> a bracket would be kind of sick and post it on the instagram story i've been thinking about we do you know we do the, the little draft that we have at, in baseball every year yeah. i was thinking about maybe one point we could have a, a basketball one as well all-star draft yeah, oh all i think next draft. week i think next week we do an all-star draft because it'll be halfway through college okay on next Ooh. week on, right, on episode next week we'll do all-star <laughs> draft but we'll, we'll, we'll stick to the, we'll stick to the program here um let, just just give give me your duo give me give me your duo don't take my duo but give me give me give me a duo <laughs> You so know, my, you know, you know who I'm picking. You know, I I know you're sorry. I know you're gonna pick with. So I'm not gonna start with them. I'm gonna start with St. Thomas. I'm gonna go on the women's side. I'm going Brooke Bogats, and on the men's side, 
I'm going to go Milton Matthews. That is going to be my duo for STU. You know, Brooks, she's having an unbelievable season, a player of the year type season. Milton, on the other hand, he's had a little bit of a struggling start, but I expect specifically even tomorrow, which I'll get to in a minute, I think he's going to have a breakout Milton Matthews performance. I mean, he's leading the NAIA in three-pointers made. He's already had two 40-point games. He's ready to break out of this slump. So that's the duo I'm going to go with down here in Miami Gardens. Give me Burgess and Nesby. I mean, I know we're, we're being homers picking St. Thomas and Weber, but, man, Burgess and Nesby on a court together would be disgusting for reasons. I really don't have to go, go in detail, but the, just imagine the length, the athleticism of Nesby. Both of them have the ability to shoot the ball and drive in. They have great post moves. That, that brings me to something else. It transitions well into this let's go ahead let's go ahead and talk about it. let's go go ahead and talk about what's going what's going to happen this in the midweek games uh tomorrow if you're listening to it today or on wednesday then today uh let's go ahead and talk about weber warner i think this is real simple if weber goes back to being able to exploit the lanes get in the lanes and get in the paint and dominate the paint they are the best team at just beating you with speed and getting to the paint outside of maybe ave maria which you're on a different planet right now if they do that, I think that that's the key to the men's game. If not, Weber's going to be sitting at one and three. And what happened to uh, th this, what looked like it was going to be a dream start. Now, obviously, so a lot of time passed Wednesday, but it's a big one. I think Warner is more than capable and more than motivated to come into that fresh floor we got at, in Babson Park and uh, come away with the win and prove two and two in conference play. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. For this game, you know, I flat out love it. I love it from not just a team-by-team team standpoint. I'm here for the Blaze versus Nesby matchup. Like, I'm here for That's it. I think it's going to be some exciting fireworks out there. I think it's going to be some top-tier offense. And obviously, you add in the natural rivalry of this game. You know, you add in the, like you said, sure. this is a very important game for both teams. We're talking about record. We're talking about playoff seeding. I'm just to have was each be on one side i'm gonna go warner but i do think it's gonna be a close game either way and i do think it's gonna come down to who really wants it more like you said who's gonna control that pain who's gonna emphasize their will impose their will on the game more than than their opponents moving on to the women's game for that one warner weber man you have arguably two of the three best players in the sun conference at that 5 30 slot in babson park you know what hmm I'm going with the upset. Give me the Weber mm. Warriors. Give me the best offensive backcourt in the conference. Burgess and Pacheco. I think Pacheco has a bounce back game. Nine sure. points. It just ain't her. I promise you she's going to have at least 20. It's going to be a great performance by her. And at the end of the day, they have more players that you can pencil in for a certain stat than the Warner Royals do. You know Jazz Madera is going to have a 15 and 10 game. We know that. But we also know Burgess and Pacheco are going to have 20 each. I think that's just going to be too much to overcome, and I'm going with the Weber Warriors on the road. We can burn through a couple of these uh, pretty quick. Uh, Coastal and Kaiser for the women's game. Uh, I have Kaiser. Coastal wins this game if what, Manny? You know, I'm actually going Coastal. Really? In the in the women's? No, on the men's side. On the men's side. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we're talking about No, I got Kaiser winning this Spoiler one. Spoiler alert. Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Hey, hey, I, hey. I got Kaiser winning this one. I think Kaiser – they're just similar to the Jiren Lions game, which we're going to get to in a minute. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think the more the Mariners, they're going to build a little momentum. I think they have some momentum in them. I Like we mentioned, sure. the girls, the ladies, just like the men, they don't give up. They won't fight to the very end. So it's not going to be an easy one for the Seahawks, but I just don't really see a pathway for the Mariners to do it unless it's an off night for the Seahawks, really. 
Yeah, right there with you. So uh, to that men's one, because I, I, I'm taking Kaiser, I think they're going to, uh, I, I think they're going to really control the boards. I think they're the best, re one of the best rebounding teams that we have, not only in the Sun Conference, but in, in the NAI. And we saw Coastal really struggle uh, with that against Florida Memorial. And I'm going to go with the Seahawks of that. And I think they'll, they'll have a, I think, they're going to have a bounce back game. I think that offense, that defense, but on both sides, I think they're going to have a bounce back game and uh, take care of business on Coastal to get back on track. But, Manny, you don't see it. You see the Seahawks uh, falling for the second straight Sun Conference game. I'm going to be honest, it's a little bit of an emotional pick for me. Sure. Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm here for Coastal. I just I think they can do it because they have convinced me they play good basketball. They play team basketball. I think Sally Wilson is going to have a tough day with Vincent in the post. I know I know it's going to be a hard thing to do. I also think that Nick Jaw is going to have a hard time trying to slow down Calvin. But that team is on, at home. That team has already gotten upset under their belt. Again, if the Florida Memorial Lions don't have an absolutely out-of-body experience shooting the ball in the second half. We could be talking about them coming in and on, on a win on the road against another ranked opponent. I'm going with the coastal with the coastal Georgia Mariners because I have faith. I just flat out believe in them. I want to say the Southeastern St. Thomas uh, matchups for last. Obviously, I, I think that women's game, out of all eight games, that's probably the matchup of the midweek, the Southeastern St. Thomas women's game. But I got to take for that men's game. Uh, so uh, before that, uh, on the women's side for Florida Memorial, Ave Maria, uh, I think we can be, I think Ave, Ave Maria is going to take care of business here, Manny. Yeah, this is pretty open and shut. I think it, you add in Florida Memorial is not at 100%. The Jirene's coming off of a kind of bad taste in their mouth. Yep. They're going to be at home. They're going to use that home crowd, and they may really just come out and take out all that aggression they had from the last game on this game, unfortunately, for the Lions. And if you like points, I highly recommend you watch this game for the 730 slot. It's Florida Memorial, Ave, Maria. Manny, I, I have my answer. Florida Memorial wins this game if they just – kill Ave Maria on the rebounds, especially on the offensive side, get some second uh, some second chance points, maybe some quick turnovers. Ave uh, doesn't shoot the ball as well, maybe. you could. Uh, this game could be real close when we look up with two minutes left. However, it's, I'm not going to pick against a team that just says 95 is our floor. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, honestly, the storyline that might add a little bit of spice to this one obviously by the time this game happens the rankings will have come out i fully expect the drivers to have a number next to their name i really do i kind of expect the lines to maybe have an rv next to their name i don't know if they've done enough to really hold the number 22 spot and i don't know if they're going to be in the top 25 so that could be a nice little element to this but like i mentioned the florida Warrior lines they haven't proven to me that they're a 40 minute team yet and you need to play all 40 minutes if you want to have even a chance to outscore the Jirenes because that's really what it comes down to. You want to beat them, you got to outscore them. And I just don't think that they're going to do that. And the Jirenes, again, at home, they're going to, I think, feed off of them now being ranked in the top 25, and they're going to go out and show why they believe they should even be higher. It's been a couple of games since they've reached triple digits, too. They're probably tired of not hitting that milestone. So uh, they'll probably try to get back to that. Manny, matchup of the weekend. Uh, it's definitely Southeastern St. Thomas women's game. It's going to be incredible. Give me your thoughts. You'll be on the call for that one. Uh, what are we looking at coming in? The Bobcats are the last undefeated team left in the conference right now. We're talking about a team in the Southeastern Fire who, for the better part of six years, has been running the conference. The only team that I think everybody can agree with that has really tried their best, and no matter if it was at home or on the road, to beat the Fire were the Bobcats. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, you did have Flomo win the conference. You did I have Flomo win the conference. Fair. And, and, and we're, we're going to give them their flowers. I, of course, that was definitely a big, big milestone in the in the turning point for this conference. Sure. At the end of the day, I'm going with the Bobcats because I believe that this is the best team that Coach Walker has had in a very long time. I think this team really going to feed off of her own personal – the fire have always been the Bobcats' thorn. They really have – and the way they're playing right now, I think everybody expects them to be three and zero. I think this is their first real test. They understand that they're going to go out and prove why they feel like they are the number one team in the conference. It comes down to shooting, though. It comes down to turnovers, though, because this fire team—they are the best defensive version of the fire that I have seen in my time here in the conference. And that's not saying anything in the sense of other than the fact that they are playing really, really good defense. They will hound you on the ball. They will play those passing lanes. They love to run and, and get buckets in transition. They're all shooters. So you don't have to worry about who's not a shooter, who is a shooter. They are all shooters. It comes down to who will take care of the basketball more, who will execute their stuff more, and who will impose their will on the defensive end. I think we're going to have two defensive teams that are really going to go at each other's heels. I think we're going to see some physical, physical basketball. I think we might see some tempers flare. I think it's going to be a really, really good showing of Sun Conference basketball, but I'm going to go with the Bobcats at home and they keep the winning streak alive. Yeah, I, I think when you look at this game, Manny, it's going to be who else not named Brooke steps up. Uh, now, obviously, that there there ha there has there have been plenty of other players for St. Thomas that have done that this year. But when you look at a team like Southeastern, they're going they do such a phenomenal job at taking away your first option. I think Berea Brown's going to be someone that's going to need to step up and have a big game uh, for the Bobcats. But when I look at when I look at it, Manny, just. Defense does win championships, and I feel like this is our first championship-level game. I think this is a preview for the conference championship, and I think Southeast is going to be able to go out and go on the road and leave with a win, and there will be no more undefeated teams in conference play when it's said and done. I honestly can't argue with that take because I think it's a very, very possible thing. I think this game is going to be – we could have overtime. I could see this game going down to the – Final, final possession. I agree, agree with you, Bria Brown. I think Renee Tumblin, who's had a very good stretch of offensive game the past couple of days, is going to be a big one as well. I mean, we're talking about the Bobcats who are coming off of a game where Martha Franco, Paige McDonald, and Brooke Bogats all had 18 points against the Warner Royals. And they needed all those points from those players because the Royals really had a good showing offensively. So I completely understand where you're going. And I, everybody out there that's rooting for this, please tune into this game at 530 because I promise y'all it is going to be, like you mentioned, a finals preview and it could be a game of the year type of five. Our final game, St. Thomas Southeastern. Rematch the conference championship game last year. Two round of 16 teams in Kansas City. Two teams that are not happy with the way the season's going so far. I think that's fair to say. Both are have fallen in the polls. Manny, I don't know if Southeastern's going to get back to Kansas City. I don't think anybody were were really high on them getting back to Kansas City this season. However, everybody and their mother was high on the St. Thomas Bobcats. And I only get back. We we'll do something maybe no Sun Conference team has done before. And I get there are some really good teams out, out there that would, would that that bridge would uh that they would have to cross. But Manny, I think this is the weekend the week, and we, we'll get into the weekend on next episode. The Bobcats are back. I think this is where they go. I think 
when you look at a coach like Crary and the experience that he's had and his ability, look at the track record now. Look at the track record. Go think about it. go 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 look at some schedules. Go look at some schedules. Go look at last year. Were they the best team in this conference at any point before the last few weeks of the season? No, they weren't. They weren't. Were they the best team in this conference at the end? The best overall team? Yes, they were. We can talk about the Southeastern. We can talk about the Riley. We can do all that, whatever. I'm not doing that debate. We talk about that enough. They are pissed off with how they've played. They're mad about what happened last year. A lot of those guys are back. Hey, four, how are we going to shoot the ball today? Milt. You better tell the new guys, their transfers, about how it goes when the fire comes to town. I think they do. I think they win this game by 15-plus points, Manny, and I think they're going to run away with the conference after this. Before I get in it, I, I, I run away with the conference, not run away with the conference. Run away. Let me let me refer that. That that's that, that last year there was no Ave Maria. They'll run run back to the top of this conference. Let me phrase it that way. Before I get into into my thing, I do want to. As everybody knows, I am a St. Thomas student, and we understand the rivalry that we have at Florida Memorial. But that's like kind of a built-in rivalry. That's kind of one of those that's just it. It has to happen. You're down the street. This rivalry, this is a true rivalry. This is where, you know, like I said, tempers may flare, but bad blood is a thing. Like these teams really do not like each other. And they are not like Florida Memorial and St. And St. Thomas or Warner and Weber where we're five minutes away from each other almost. This is going to be a good old-fashioned 90s, 80s type basketball rivalry. With that said, I'm going with you. I'm going with the Bobcats simply because – and. You know, might be putting a little bit of pressure on it, but he he likes pressure. I think Milton Matthews has a breakout game. I think Matthews has a master class. I think this is the game where he really showed the conference why people thought he was going to run away with player of the year. You know, when I was talking to some people before the season, they said a hey, number five in Miami Gardens. He's might be like that. We all know he's a future pro. That man is a professional scorer. He yeah. is just what you want in a face of a program type of player you know he's great dude off the court great person on the court a great teammate a leader all that stuff he's gonna fight for you no matter if you're having a great day about no matter what and i think he goes out and leads by example has a very very good game and it makes it even more impressive because you know the fire are gonna come out and try and slow him down you know the fire are gonna try and not let him have a big breakout game in the end, though, you add Milton Matthews, a great performance, at least a 25 to 30 point performance, I think. And that's being that's 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 the money line for me. And then mm. I think the rest of the crew really steps up. They finally kind of shake it off. They got the win. They got the monkey off. They didn't get the monkey off the back. The monkey's hanging on by one arm. now. It was there was two hands on the back. Now it's one hand on the back because the monkey is still there. They are not out of the woods yet. There's still some pressure there. But I think they do get that monkey officially off, get them back to 500 basketball. And now we're in a new part of the season, the second half of conference, and we start moving forward. There are two sides of this coin. They lose the Southeastern at home, Manny. All that panic button. The drawer is open to the panic button. And I'm looking at grabbing it. We're not going to, we're not there yet, obviously, but. I think I think they will, will take care of it. There's gonna be a lot of St. Thomas fans that just stopped listening right at well when we were talking about the Warner 
uh, when we were talking about Warner earlier and just be like, screw these guys. We're, we're not listening anymore. Well, sorry. But to the ones that listen to St. Thomas fans that, that stuck around, all of the fans of this great conference of ours that, that stuck around, I appreciate you all, of course. I uh, hope you all have a great rest of your Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And, uh, yeah, let's get ready for some great Sun Conference ho- hoops this evening. Manny, anything else? Great week. Great week great is coming week. up, folks. Get ready. Great week. We'll talk to y'all Friday. Hopefully – Pretty cool coach on, but we'll talk about that later. Y'all have a great one.